Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, um, we always talk about the people that we have here to help you and where do they come from. And the bottom line is they're people that have shown up at our doorstep just like you with the same desires to change their life just like you. And uh, they've come in and took the education and then did something with it. Now, is that just like you? We'll find out. In addition to that, these people became successful enough that I invoked what I call the curse of Dell on them. What does that mean? I tell everybody, hey, if I take you and I give you the information necessary to change your life and become very successful financially. And I do that by showing you the private financial information of the people that I'm helping right now, because nobody really cares about what I do. I mean, I'm so far beyond where they're at. When I first started, people like to hear about my deals, but now my situation is such they can't relate. So I have to go back and find people just like yourself that are doing the deals that you would be doing for them to relate to. And so my point is, if I'm going to be able to continue helping people, I'm going to need people that uh, have gone through it and are at the same position that these people were at at some point in their life so they can perpetuate the progress of other people. And if I were not able to get people to give back that way, then I could not have perpetuated lifestyles for 33, 34 years would have been open now. It just wouldn't have worked. Because I was talking to somebody the other day, my stories are so old, they don't even make sense anymore. And that's my beginner stories, the ones that you could relate to. The deals I do now, you can't even begin to relate to. So it's very important. And having said that, I wanted you to be able to meet some of the people. And today we've brought in one of our top consultants slash mentors, we call them, because they're mentoring you on your deals and your financial situation in life and how to make it all work, pull it all together, because it's not just the money, it's the lifestyle, and you have to make some strategic decisions many times in life to make all this stuff work. So with us today, I'm very happy to introduce you, is Jeff Ziegler out of San Antonio, who is our multifamily mentor, or one of our multifamily mentors out of that area. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, Dell. Thanks for having me today. Um, glad to be here. Glad to be a part of the team and, and be able to give back, because just like you said, without the mentors, we wouldn't be able to do what we do as members. And uh, it's a humbling experience to be a part of the team now and, and be a part of the give back. So thanks for thanks for bringing me on. Well, luckily, you were uh, kind enough to understand my dilemma that my examples, my position in life is no longer useful to these people. I mean, what I've done, the stories I told when I was doing all the mentoring, those stories are way old now, and they're just not <laughs> worth looking at. And uh, so we need fresh 
information, up-to-date information. That's why we bring in the new people. And you're one of the best I have, so we're really happy to have you with us today. Let's start at the beginning. Why? Why did you even look into this kind of stuff, and how how did you find us? You know, initially, uh, we were, my wife and I were, were Dave. I said we were Dave Ramsey before Dave Ramsey was cool. I think he was going through one of his bankruptcies while we were trying to get ourselves out of debt. And we had gotten to the point where, you know, we had paid everything off except for our house and looking for investment strategies and looking for ways to, to get ourselves accelerated to, uh, to get ourselves closer to a retirement. And, uh, we've always, my wife and I've always been in construction. Her father was a real estate broker growing while she was growing up and I've worked in construction my whole life. And so there's always been that tie to real estate for us. We just didn't really know, how to do it for ourselves. We could help other people through, you know, working on their projects or, or helping them find a piece of land or something like that. But it was never able to do it for ourselves. We were always a service provider. So we had a friend that, uh, his name's Chris Jameson, Chris Carr. He was uh, buying and selling and renting and renovating houses and posting it all over social media. And uh, so we worked out with him and I grabbed him real quick one day and asked him what he was doing. And he started talking about, you know, ARV and hard money and loan-to-value and all this other stuff. And I, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, well, you need to come to a come to a case study and start learning. You need to educate yourself. So we were a guest of his to our very first case study back in would have been mid-2015. Went to case study, immediately realized this was something we wanted to, to get into, that we wanted to learn more about. Came to a case, uh, uh, the two-day seminar, the, the financial freedom seminar, a couple weeks later, and uh, we were off to the races at that point. We figured out that this is a place that has a map that can show us how to do something. We didn't even really know what we wanted to do going in, but by the time we walked out the end of the second day, we knew what direction we needed to go. Um, and the why was, you know, we had two kids. We had two young kids. We had a six-month-old and a two-year-old and realized we were watching life pass us by, watching their lives pass us by. And we needed to figure something out where we could have some more time with our family uh, rather than, you know, sitting in traffic for an hour in the morning to go work eight hours and then sit in traffic for an hour on the way home and pick your kid up and you get them for 30 minutes before you got to put them to bed. So we needed a lifestyle change. You know, Tony Robbins says it uh, this way. He says, if there's enough why, the how is easy. Or other people have said it, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And uh, so you really do have to be at that point in your life where it makes a difference. Uh, I've got a just outside question for you. As being someone that worked in the business, around the business of real estate, I've always thought it was interesting because I wasn't from real estate, that the people that are in it, around it, touching it, working for people that are rich doing real estate, why do they never look up one or two steps and say, how did that guy get up there? You know, I honestly don't have a good answer to that question. I think we were too busy focusing on, you know, for me personally, I think I was too busy focusing on my personal situation to worry about trying to learn how to do something else. Um, and like you said, you know, when your why becomes strong enough, all of a sudden the solutions appear. And I truly believe we didn't have a why that was strong enough. My wife and I were very successful in what we were doing. 
and uh, top salespeople in our companies across the country and perfectly content working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start building a family, priorities change, you look up and, and your whole life has changed. And now, you know, everything's different. So now you start looking for how can, how can we live life differently? Um, other than, I mean, I honestly don't know why, you know, we worked around builders that were multimillionaires building multifamily projects, building luxury high custom homes. And never once did we stop to ask and say, you know, Hey, teach me, <laughs> teach me how you got started doing this. Teach me how, how you're doing this. Um, we needed the why more than anything. So, um, what was it that captured your intellectual attention when you're in the two day? I mean, obviously she got a, a, a why she found a why there. And, um, that was very obvious. What, what captured your intellectual attention, Jeff, as you listened to the two day? For me, it was more becoming the master of your own destiny. It was the ability to not have to be reliant on somebody else. Uh, to provide for your family, you become, you know, you go through the continuum of being dependent to being interdependent to being, you know, you know, self-reliant. You've got your own, you've got your, you're the master of your own destiny. And that to me spoke volumes because, you know, having two young sons, you start looking forward, you start thinking about legacy, you start thinking about what am I going to leave my kids? And, you know, at that moment it started that, those wheels started turning for me and it's been interesting to watch and my boys know nothing else. They've never known us without having at least some real estate investing in our portfolio. And my older son is, you know, he's chomping at the bit. He wants to come out and work at the apartments with us and how can I make money today? So, uh, it's, but that's, that to me was the most interesting thing was kind of becoming the master of your own destiny and, and the captain of your own ship. How old is your son now, by the way? Uh, we've got a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old right now. My 10-year-old likes watching and, you know, he sits in on the webinars and, and he'll he'll listen in on, you know, some of the financial data that we listen to and look at. And he came to the two-day with me and, you know, he's, he's, he's starting to dip his toe in and figure it out. You know, that's also the age where they start to get information other types of information so it's good that it's there sitting there for them to parallel with everybody else's information that they're throwing at them right um, to kind of balance it out if you get them in get it in there at an early age uh, it has a chance to get in whereas if you don't this you know then it's kind of blocked out you get a lot of kids in their 30s that go hey I, I don't have time to listen to all this I've got to get a job I've got you know I've got to get my 401k in place you know blah 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 Type yeah. What I always say is it's better for them to hear it in somebody else's voice other than your own. You know, when you're the parent, you got to let them hear it in somebody else's voice. Otherwise, they won't understand it. I agree with that 100 percent. Rule 1431 B-7. No one will ever believe a thing you say once they had seen you without your clothes on, which means familiarity <laughs> breeds contempt. They've seen dad and mom do dumb things. And so why would you telling us to do this not be just another dumb thing? Right. Exactly. That's just, yep. That's the way it is. So let's talk about um, being a passive. Didn't you do some passive deals too? 
We did when we so we joined. Like I said, we joined as, as challenge members to do single family investing. You know, we had access to the single family mentors and 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 lifestyles realty. And after about twelve months, we decided, you know, hey, you know, the single family thing is cool, but there's got to be something more. So we came back and we did the two day again, kind of a refresher. Decided, you know, okay, let's let's upgrade to a preferred membership. Let's do some multifamily investing. And uh, you know, within just a few months after upgrading our membership to the to the preferred member level, we we were in. I think we got in five passive deals within about six months, and uh, you know that that kind of got our appetite wet for for the multifamily side, and, and you know, watching some of the people do this and like this is pretty cool. You know, now I'm getting paycheck, now I'm getting checks in the mail, and I don't have to go lease this house or manage this contractor or anything like that. So that was a that was a nice little soiree into multifamily investing. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take another break, but when we come back, what I'm going to talk about is the difference between deciding you want to do the deal because you like the deal or deciding you want to get into the deal because you like the lead investor. And you might even be surprised at what I have changed my mind to believe. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. I created these case studies 30 years ago for this reason. You're the accountant. You're the CPA. You're the, the engineer, the IT guy. Do you follow what I'm saying? You're that little quiet cubicle guy. And you don't see yourself as a rich millionaire. So I have to bring the cubicle people up here. And you go, honey, look, he's got the same shoes I have on, right? And he speaks in the same language that I speak in. And you've got to be able to see somebody you can relate to or relate with for this to work. Part of the reason I want you to speak to other people is because half of your, I'd say, challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. Until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. Join us today. Check for in-person and online dates at lukstudy.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show with me today is Jeff Ziegler, which is one of my mentors out of San Antonio, Texas, a multifamily mentor. And as we went to break, I left Jeff uh, in a quandary uh, trying to figure out what I was talking about. And Jeff will bring it back here with, uh, okay, um, as a mentor, you have to help people answer this question. And that is, what's more important, the deal that I'm going into or the person running the deal, the lead investor, as we call them, which is really uh, known on the in common terms as a syndicator, 
And ours are a little different because they have to sign a paper that says, I agree to certain conditions to be a syndicator within Lifestyles Unlimited's group, uh, commonly agreed to set of rules we all follow. So uh, having said that, as a mentor, how would you answer that question someone asked you? What's more important, the deal or the person? Well, when I asked that question of my mentor and fellow passives when I was a passive investor, the the resounding answer was you bet on the jockey, not the horse, which is you get to know the lead, you get to know what they're about, you get to know their values, their morals, their ethics, and if they align with where you are, likelihood is things are going to go well. But like you alluded to, I think uh, things have shifted a little bit given given where we are today. and so there's got to be a little more attention paid to certain aspects of the deal as well as the lead. So, Absolutely. You nailed it exactly the way I would, I would phrase it. And the reason for that, uh, folks, is that in the past, if you, if you look, you could give, a, you could give a, a bad deal to a good lead and they would pull it out. You could give a good deal to a bad lead and they would destroy it. Uh, it really was the jockey was the most important item. However, what happens in anything in life is as these guys and gals are doing this, they're getting into a, a I was going to use the word rut. That might not be. That sounds kind of negative. They get into a, a process, a system that they believe works. And they also start to get what I call the Midas touch syndrome, which is everything I touch turns to gold. I've made so much money from myself and my passives that I'm really not going to stop and look at where there are potential changes. And since COVID and up until now, whatever that's been, two years, three years, whatever we've been going through this, there's been all kinds of market condition changes that uh, we're screaming at the top of our lungs, hey, watch out, watch out, watch out for this. This is, this is going to come back and bite you in the hiney. And uh, a lot of the, the older lead investors, they uh, thought, well, no, you know, I understand that that might get some young punk, but that's not going to get me because I'm big and strong and bad and been doing this forever. Well, guess what? The new people didn't, they listened and they didn't do the things and take the risks that we talked about. And the old big dog lead investors, almost to a T from what I'm hearing, were the ones that didn't listen and wouldn't listen. And, you know, for the 10% or so of people that have challenges with their, with their deals uh, right now, which we've never had in the past, more than 1% or 2% people being challenged on their deals, some of these guys are now working their butt off trying to come back from some of these decisions. And so I throw that out there for people to understand Right now, if I were mentoring Jeff, I'd be telling people, hey, let's get with these new people because they're primed with what's going on right now. They understand it, and they're not tied to any of the old philosophies that, you know, like I said, Jeff, my stuff doesn't work anymore. I'm 30 years into this stuff. My stuff doesn't work, and hey, what we're finding out now, the stuff that worked 10 years ago doesn't work like it worked 10 years ago. Right. It's been an interesting, yeah, it's been an interesting shift. You know, I, my, we bought our first lead deal. We syndicated our first deal in 2018, and I feel like I got a really good mix of, I got just a taste of the end of the good old days, right, before COVID. Mm-hmm. And then COVID, and thank God we had lifestyles during COVID because, I mean, during COVID, we were on webinars sometimes two, three times a day with all the legislative updates of what we can do, can't do. I mean, 
I, I say, you know, most of us survive that period of time because of the ability of lifestyles to shift and the mentors and consultants help us guide through that. But then coming out of COVID, we thought things would go back to normal. And my God, you know, nothing is normal about how quickly the market ran up and by, you know, borrowing money at zero percent interest. And yeah, it's been a it's been a very interesting few years. And if you've been a lead or a young lead or an aspiring lead in this period of time, you've watched some some interesting things happen. And you've uh, definitely if you've had your eyes up, you've learned quite a few lessons um, that we probably didn't have to deal with for more than a decade prior to that. Ooh, I think it's even longer than a decade, quite honestly. I mean, I can't think of uh, when I started, interest rates were 12 percent. And I watched them fall over a 10-year period of time from 12 to 10. And 10, we thought, man, this is good. Then we got down to 8, we go, this is, God, man, unbelievable, 8% interest rates. And then they dropped to 6, and we think, like, you know, this is, I could do this blindfolded, my hands tied behind my back, this is so easy. And then they dropped to 5, and then we got greedy. You know, then it went to <laughs> four and a half, and then we just were greedy as heck. And then the the bank, you know, the prices started going up because people could buy the money so cheap, the prices got ridiculously high. And then people started outbidding each other. And the bidding wars started about 10 years ago and have not stopped for 10 years. And now you've got properties we were buying for ten and $20,000 a door selling for $150,000 a door. And, hey, the bottom line is it worked all the way up. Until it didn't, <laughs> until right. the two and a half percent interest rates that people were locking in, uh, with lifetime high prices, uh, with adjustable rate mortgages, and there's the key: with adjustable rate mortgages, the interest rates all changed within about a one and a half year period of time. Whereas the mo- the loans that I always put on properties were directly tied to how long I intended to stay in them. So if I was doing a rehab and it was a complete uh, remodel job and I knew it was going to take me three years, I got a three-year to five-year loan thinking, okay, three years I get in. The last two years I'm willing to pay a little bit of a, a prepayment penalty to get out, but giving me two more years locked in safety valve in case at the end of that three-year turnaround, if that market's squirrely, I got some time to figure out how to get out of it type deal. Yep. And same thing, if I was going to be a holder and I knew I wanted to hold it for five years, I would go seven. If I wanted to hold it for seven years, I'd go ten type of a deal. And that was just that safety valve. Now, that was the principles that I was teaching, but people going, no, you can always get money, and this is a fact. You can always buy money cheaper if you buy adjustable rate interest because they're going to give you one or two points below whatever the market rate is today hoping that the greater fool theory will kick in and all of a sudden interest rates will jump one, two, three, four, five points, and they'll be getting you in a situation that you're getting killed in. But I like brand-new leads because they listen to everything we say. Jeff, they're going to call you five times a week, but they're going to do what you say, whereas yeah. the older guys may not listen to you and may not even call you. Yeah, I walked a property yesterday. We did due diligence on a property with a first-time lead who's been underwriting feverishly, and I'm honestly a little bit jealous. She's getting a heck of a deal on a – it was a 2010 or 2012 build property, a little small market outside of Austin in the path of progression. And, you know, you that first-time lead, you know you've seen it. Their eyes are wide open at the end of due diligence going, what did I just do, right? But um, – I told her, I said, you know, you need to just sit down and buckle in because this is, I, I said, you've got multiple people here that are jealous of this being your first deal. Normally, you have to rebuild your first deal. You know, it's something you got to go in and put back together. What are you doing to get your um, 
your lead investors, your uh, new lead investors, what do we call aspiring lead investors? What are you doing to get your inspiring lead investors in that part of the country ready for this? Because they are going to literally start falling out of the sky. Well, that's what we talk about with, uh, you know, we talk about doing, making sure that they're ready for, to do the due diligence needed to, to put the deal together. You know, looking at the financials and analyzing the fan- financials, especially with the way the market is now, is is just one, you know, one piece of the puzzle. You know, you've got to look at location. you got to look at how much new inventory is in, in, in the pipeline, you know, within direct competition distance of that property. You've got to look at what the individual JPs, you know, from a, from an, a, a court's standpoint, the politics of, of the area around you. There's a lot of pieces. And so we have, you know, monthly we have our mastermind meeting. We have our leads and aspiring leads meetings. And, and we get together, you know, in San Antonio, it's usually 35, 40, sometimes 50 people in one room. And we sit down and we talk about all the challenges and the wins and, and, and everything that we're seeing in the market right now. And you, know, you can tell the new guys in the room because they sit kind of quiet and look around and their eyes are real big and going, Oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's getting comfortable with getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and, you know, having, having the, I guess, having the will to jump when nobody else is willing to. And that's, that's what we're trying to, to get across to everybody is, you know, the deals, the good deals are coming around and, and they, they are definitely, you know, becoming the norm. Whereas, you know, deal flow stopped for quite a while. And now all of a sudden, like you said, you know, you look at one and then you got three in your inbox. And so how do I make a decision on which one? And uh, we've got to work with work with the leads and the aspiring leads to help them understand, you know, the pluses and minuses to all those situations. Well, these are the more fun problems to have, are they not? <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. I would rather I would rather be having uh, conversations about what to acquire than having troubles having uh, conversations about, you know, how do I get out of this mess that I got myself into for sure. Yeah, or that they there's nothing makes sense. I keep underwriting left and right, and nothing, you know, it all comes back as not making sense. Uh, that's never fun, uh, especially for beginners, because then they think it really doesn't work. That's that's the hard part. See, guys like us that we've been through it and we've already had those successes. We know they're there. We know they're coming back. But a brand new person doesn't have that sense. And so if they would have come in during COVID and they're trying to make sense of this, they're going, this just doesn't. It's not what I heard it was, you know, because we were hitting home runs. These guys were like looking at can I even get on base type thing. Yeah, totally different situation right now. Patience is key right now for sure. Yeah. Well, it's all good from my end over here. I see it just starting to turn around. It's exciting for you guys. I look forward to you you starting to hit this stuff out of the home. What's what's uh, are you looking forward to? We only got just a minute left here. What are you looking forward to in your life, man? What's you know you hit different levels, and I remember hitting no less than ten different levels going through this stuff where I went, that's it, I'm done, I'm over the hill, I've made it, it I've got everything I want, and then, you know, a year late, later I bought something else, and I have no idea why, but just for some reason, once you establish a goal in life, it, it, it becomes, like, not that exciting anymore, and then you look for something else. Where, where are you at? What's your future? You know, my, like? what we're looking forward to personally here is, is, you know, I was able to walk away from my corporate job just, in, in 2020. And I think the next step, the most exciting next step is we're trying to put things in place right now, get my wife out of her part-time position uh, at the same company that we worked at together. So 
I'm going to get a free employee. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most is, is being able to share the responsibility, share the vision, share the guidance, um, and, uh, hopefully not have to run around so hard, you know, so much. And, uh, hopefully she can help us take everything that we're doing to the next level. Cause you know, I'm all, I'm only so good, but normally you put a woman in control of it. It's going to get a lot better. No doubt, but I'm going to share one thing with you. Still, is, is the eldest mentor here? Let's not call her a free employee. Let's call her a partner. You're going to get a lot more out of her if you call her a partner than a free employee. She will. She will not like that. There will be low key resentment that you. She may not even let you know about. But I am not your employee. In fact, I'm your wife, which means I tell you what to do. Right. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you both as coming on today, but also morally, more importantly, as being a mentor for us. The rest of you out there, remember this, Jeff, myself, and all of us. It's not about the money. It's about the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.